G'day, 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 and welcome everyone. That's our resident scaredy cat, Kate. And that's the horror junkie, Dominic. And you're listening to Shit and Bricks. A podcast where we talk shit about some scary stuff. The sort of fear your asshole knows about. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Shit and Bricks Podcast. All right, drop your dax, pop a squat, and let's get into it. Hi, Kate. Hi, Dom. How are you today? I'm good. I'm touching you. I know. This is so new. (laughs) Oh, goodness me. How exciting. Um, We are doing a special episode today. It is currently Boxing Day. Yep. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Uh, Merry Chrysler. (laughs) (laughs) And happy holidays for those that don't celebrate Christmas. Uh, But we thought we'd do something a bit different uh, because we're going to have a little break um, which doesn't mean we're going to stop recording apps because mm-hmm. we are a couple of apps ahead because we're that kind of organized people, aren't we? We're prepared. We are like the Lion King. Like, Jeremy Irons said, be prepared. Yeah. Mm. Or preparation H. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. For those holiday. Hemorrhoids, <laughs> <laughs> they come up. You never know. <laughs> those classic holiday hemorrhoids. Um, preparation H, we are looking for sponsors. So <laughs> please. Please send us a DM. Um, yes, so today we are doing a little bit of a recap of the episodes that we have done so far. Yeah. Uh, we also have a couple of questions that have been sent in from some of our listeners. Uh, and then we've got some that have just been general questions from family and friends and things like that as well. Uh, so we're going to cover off a little bit of that and just have a general chin wag, give you a bit of a, an idea of what we're going to do in 2022. Uh, and thank all of you for... Um, listening to us yeah. over the past bit of time. Celebrate a good first couple months and Kate and I haven't seen each other in person for, I don't know, months and months. Yeah, it would be. This is the first time since Shitting Brick started that we've been in person. Yeah. Wow. So it's a special app. So yeah. we want to, you know, share that with all of you. Again, if we cover anything that you don't like today, please send us an email so we can delete it. Uh, if you do like what you're listening to, also send us an email and we'll we'll cherish it. Thank yeah, you. and don't forget to rate and review us because that helps us a lot. Mm, absolutely. And we are a little bit more present on the socials now. We've done a bit of work on that over the past couple of weeks. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So go ahead and give us a follow and, uh, yeah, get involved with some of our content. Woo! Woo! All right. Should we get started? Who's first? Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. Should we do rock, paper, scissors? Okay. Who's first? Do you do but do you go rock, paper, scissors, shoot? Yeah. Or, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, you have to work that out because everybody does it a bit different. Okay. Three, rock, two, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> Three, two, one. No, I'm not good at the other thing. All right. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Okay, Okay. Dom had scissors, I had paper, so I'm going first, Um, which is fine by me. (laughs) I had a question. Now, this was a question from our test episode two. So we're going right back to the start of when we uh, began our podcast. So this was the first episode that I narrated Mm -hmm. uh, or I was the lead sort of storyteller on this one. And it was our episode about Nellie Bly. So for those of you that don't remember or haven't listened, do yourself a favor, go and listen to Nellie Bly. Yeah. It is a fascinating story. She essentially, as Abby Bartlett says, she pioneered investigative journalism. So this is way, way, way back when, uh, you know, in the 1800s, 1887, Nellie got herself 
Put in an asylum? What's committed? Committed, committed yeah. I yeah. think that's a fair, that's nothing mm. wrong in saying it that way. Yeah. So she was committed to an asylum, but it was through, you know, her acting prowess. So she was not insane, but she was trying to act like that. So she was put into one of these places so that she could get the story, get the scoop. Yeah, the she, real tea. Yeah. She wanted to know what was going on inside this um, asylum in New York City. Uh, so she did that, which was pretty amazing and she put it in the um the new york times she had a you know weekly article that she would write about the terrible things that were happening in these asylums and essentially got got it changed got the face of you know these institutions changed uh which is pretty incredible so if you want to listen to a little bit more on that go back to our test episode episode two uh and listen to that info however the question that i had which was from uh, Chelsea, one of our frequent listeners, also my sister. Uh, But she messaged me immediately after listening to the episode and she said, hang on, you went through all this information about it would be so scary to be stuck in an (laughs) asylum. How would you ever get out if you weren't crazy and you're trying to convince they're crazy? And then you finished the episode without telling me how she got out. We blue balled Chelsea. We did. There we go. So sorry. Uh, so this is the perfect time for me to uh, let you all know that, yes, Nellie Bly did get out of the asylum safely. So her editor from the newspaper, from the New York Times, he knew that she was there and he knew that she was going to be telling this story mm-hmm. uh, and doing this investigation. So, yeah, essentially at the end of her stay or after a certain period of time, the editor was able to get her out of the asylum And, uh, yeah, then she wrote her story from there. So she was safely released. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't stuck in there. People knew she she was there, but they needed to give her enough time to, uh, yeah, investigate what was going on. Yeah. It's almost like a bad Airbnb sort of thing. She got her bond back. She may have had a party or two. Yeah. But, uh, she managed to leave. Yeah. And I was just looking too, and it's, you know, she's got a, uh, a statue which is being created mm. in her honour. Good on you, Nelly. Well yeah. done. That's such an such an inspiring story. And it wasn't until after we released it that we realised that a few other podcasts that that uh, are doing similar stories to us, um, they'd been doing Nelly Bly as well. Yeah. I think that I think, same week. Someone... Was it Just the Gist? Mm-hmm. I think it was the Just the Gist podcast, which is great. So, yeah, if you want to get a real sort of spread on the Nelly Bly, naturally go back listen to our test episode two mm. and um, yeah jump on just the gist and i'm sure there's many other podcasts that are uh yeah covering that sort of info but it is it's funny where we literally had finished recording that episode uh we released it and then i think it was maybe what two days later yeah. that just the gist announced that they were doing it too so yeah great minds think alike Absolutely. which is very cool uh but that's good news for nelly thank you to chelsea for sending us in that question uh and yeah letting us know what your thoughts are and what we missed out on. We've, we've definitely tried to improve our storytelling a little bit though. I think we can safely say that testosodes, they were good practice. Yeah, they we were good testosodes for a reason. Absolutely. And anyone else that out there trying to do their own podcast, we highly recommend practice. <laughs> Makes a difference. Absolutely. All right, so Dom, you've got the next one. What are you going to cover off on? Did you have any questions or well, comments, concerns? Yes, I'm keeping in the theme of testosodes as well. So Perfect. let's just deal with the shit ones, <laughs> the biggest lessons learned. Yeah. Um, because we had a lot of people 
ask us, just both of us, about what had happened to Cameron Hooker from Testisode 1 mm-hmm. on Colleen Stand. Yes. And at the time of the recording, um, Cameron was maybe a week or two out from uh, having a court date mm-hmm. for them to figure out what they were going to do with, with him. Quick recap, Colleen Stan was this uh, beautiful young woman who uh, made the choice to hitchhike in the 70s, I think it was. Go back and listen to 80s. the 80s. It was the it's 80s. The 80s. That's right. Great. It was the 80s. And she was going off to a friend's birthday and she, she hitchhiked and then all of a sudden she got uh, kidnapped and kept as a sex slave for up to seven years. Mm. And Kate and I talked about the whole sort of... Um, situation when people are where they're entrapped or they 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 they're sort of convinced that this is their only lot in life or they can't leave because something worse might happen Mm -hmm. and things appear good on the outside but they're really not on the inside and no one should ever have a waterbed um (laughs) that was probably the highlight of that story for me is that you're trying to imagine this this horrendous you know and awful, awful person who's doing these awful things and is not okay themselves, tucking into bed and just... Like, can't take anyone seriously. No, go back and listen to the episode. It is, A, both horrifying and very, very funny. Yes. We did a good job of it. Anyway, the question that's come in is, well, what the hell's happened to this Cameron Hooker? Um, So I've got some uh, updates from this year, actually. Uh, and this was after we released the test episode, so it's kind of very poignant timing, I yeah. think. So, on October 6th this year, Cameron Hooker appeared in court on a Wednesday morning, and it was that sadly the case was continued until November 10th. And this is something that we see a lot, especially in America. They've got a court date, and then one little clerical thing or something happens, and then it gets pushed again, and it gets pushed again. Mm-hmm. But this was happening in San Mateo District um, and there was uh, this lawyer named Steve Wogstaff. Wogstaff. Wagstaff. I don't know. It's a funny name. (laughs) But I think it's so great that we're already now, with the second story we're telling, we're fucking up pronunciations already. I love it. Don't worry. I've got some doozies planned for us on the last piece. Yes. Anyway, Hooker's attorney motioned to continue the hearing so he can speak with Hooker about the sexually violent predator petition and review the court case file. So um, there's this, in America, there's this thing called the sexually violent predator petition and it's just, it's all about how violent predators, sexual violent predators are recorded and what uh, is counted as sexual violence uh, what's count, what makes them a predator and therefore a danger to society still. Okay. So the big question with Cameron Hooker was, was he going to do it again? Mm. Right? Because mm. he got off pretty easy. So do they need to know where he's at and what he's doing to make sure it doesn't happen again? We were sort of left with that question at the end of the episode. Yeah. That, fuck yeah, he's probably just going to go do it. I would like him to be on some kind of register, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, mm-hmm. oof, yeah. So... Interesting, this is this is what the most recent court date's all about. They're trying to, you know, Hooker's attorneys are trying to obviously make the case that he should not be on that registry, mm. and the state is obviously fighting that. So Hooker will be back in court for a hearing uh, where the court will have to find there is a basis for a sexually violent predator case in order to continue for a jury trial. So he'll have to go back to trial and have, do another jury trial for this, which is pretty intense. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but in, for the meantime, he remains in San Mateo County Jail uh, with absolutely no bail. All right, so that was October 6th. Okay. Now we move to November 10th. Mm -hmm. So Cameron Hooker's case has reached a probable cause hearing, which will determine if there's enough evidence to take the case to trial. So it's like a pre-trial pre-trial okay. trial like it's, yeah, yeah it's ridiculous i only know about it because of all the um law and order svu i watch so yeah there absolutely so the hearing which could take up to two days will begin on march 1st 2022 wow. and will determine if there is sufficient evidence to continue the case which could label hooker as a sexually violent predator if there is enough evidence hooker will obviously go to trial if he's found guilty, Hooker will remain in jail and receive mental health treatment. Probably not a bad idea. Mm. Uh, if not found not guilty, Hooker could be released on parole under certain conditions like wearing an ankle monitor. Um, and uh, Hooker was actually present for that. So it was kind of interesting that he got to go there to see even just the pretrial stuff. Yeah. I would love to put some, if there's any photos and things, you know, there's usually some sort of more up-to-date photos and stuff. That'd be cool. Let's, yeah. let's see if we can find some of those and we can share them with our... Shipbag Cameron. Yeah. Was it Shipbag? And then Shipbag Stuart Steve, as yeah. well. Oh, I'm just calling everyone Shipbag because they are. They're all They're all Shipbags. Bag. Yeah. You've, you have like the Shipbag series. I do. I, yeah. I definitely Which, find them. Do you know what? That is an idea for like our little socials. We'll make a little Shipbag series and it'll just be all the pictures of the Shipbags that we've talked about. That's actually a good point. Well, maybe it like an extra episode for yeah. our future Patreon. On subscribers Ooh. or Patreons. Um, yes. We can nice do an extra drop. thing. Mm. Excellent. I love it. So, I, again, it's not like super exciting an update, but it's it's part and parcel of these sorts of things where it's never done and over in one big thing. There's yeah. always this loophole, this loophole, or another appeal or something like that. But it, it is good to know that he's still in jail. It's good to know that they're really pushing hard on registering him as a sexual predator which Absolutely. i think is you know no no uh, bones about it mm. um but yeah we're gonna have to wait until march 1st so put that in the bucket for Pop the next q a session we absolutely do. but that will be really good because it's almost just a yeah you can just touch back and and see what's happening up to date with the case that's mm. that's cool i like that a hooker hookup <laughs> no classic mm. There's, there's problematic so, that one, but we'll let it go. I was trying to be funny. We aren't, um, we're not video recording this, so I'll have to just, the, the look that Dom and I just gave <laughs> each other, it's like, hang on, all of these stories have just gone through my head. I don't really know if any of our listeners are ready for our stories. Ah, oh, well. Excellent. All right. Uh, so was that, sorry, I wasn't, I that's, just that's going to done. cut you off. No, it's, okay. it's a, it's a bit anticlimactic, but <laughs> It's, it's a, though. Yeah, it's a to be continued one. Yeah, so which I up. like. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to know some more, or again, if there are any episodes and you have, have questions, let us know. Because I think that this will become a little bit of a, you know, a staple. We'll do a bit of a yeah. Q&A recap. Because honestly, a lot of the topics that we talk about, it's, it's really, we just gloss over. Or we'll mm. focus on just one aspect. Or we will just, things that we enjoy. Obviously, for the, our listeners that know, um, how into you know pop culture and movies and and TV and music, mm. art, all of that sort of stuff. 
So there's a lot of the times where there'll be a very loose link just so I can talk about my favourite movies or <laughs> something like that. No judgment. Mm, but if I do and, you know, if if we do talk about something and don't, yeah, elaborate or we miss some detail, let us know because this is going to, this is a good, yeah. yeah, good way for us to go through what we've done. Absolutely. Perfect. So what's your next one, Kate? My next one, it was a bit of a random question. It was mm. around some, just a family conversation because we were talking about Cannibal Island, the episode. And one of the questions that was posed was, what is one of the worst things you've ever eaten? Because we did chat about it when we recorded the episode. Again, please go back and listen. This was episode one. So this is the mm. official first episode of shitting bricks so this is where the format changed a little bit we sort of got our flow on a little bit more yeah. uh and it was dominic's uh first story, story yeah which was yeah it's, it's so crazy we just started this as a little fun kind of <laughs> lockdown slash dom and i've always wanted to work together on something activity um and now we're like going back oh first to, episode for cannibals we started <laughs> off strong yeah absolutely uh, so our yeah, family convo was, what is one of the worst things you've ever eaten? Uh, and then we kind of got into, like, what do you mean? Do you mean, like, the actual physical thing? Or do we mean the flavours? Mm-hmm. Do we... So I'm going to pose that question to you, Dom. Okay. What's, what's one of the worst things you've ever eaten? I can definitely... I've got one. Yeah. Um, and I love telling the story. So I got to travel through Iceland uh for I don't know how many years ago because COVID's robbed me of my memory. Um, <laughs> and time. And time. Mm. And youth. Yeah. And waistline. Um, <laughs> but while in Iceland, we drove around. We did a lot of driving. We didn't do tours. We just hired a car and drove to all the places that we could possibly find. Mm. And out, well, I mean, Iceland's pretty barren anyway. So wherever you go, you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. It's very expansive and it's beautiful. Um, but we found this little spot out in the middle of nowhere where they continued to um, create this or cure this food that they've been doing for centuries and centuries yeah. uh, in Iceland where uh, fish and shark that um, they would either catch or would uh, wash up on the beach, they would cure it in a special way where they would bury it. They would let it go moldy. They would hang it out to dry. And it just turns the fish into this really rubbery white texture. <laughs> and it smells of ammonia because that's what happens when it go- goes off. And I think it's like in the ground for a year or I don't know for how long. Okay. But it's in- intense. And it's it's not something you just smear on a bagel in the morning <laughs> and have for brekkie. But we've heard about it and it's one of the last places in the world that do it. So it's a big deal. And I'm vegetarian, but I I might, every now and again, I might have some fish. So we drove out there. You got to see this old shack. You see all this meat being cured. The stench is just intense. I'm talking like pure ammonia. And they have a little museum. We walked through the museum and at the end of the museum, they've got a little dish of the fish for you to try if you dare to. And it's minuscule little cubes of it. But as if we were not going to try yeah, it. Yeah, you've gone all that way out there and you're in Iceland. Yeah. Why not? And the story's amazing and mm. the history of it's amazing. So we definitely tried it. Um, I will never eat it again. But it was cool to do it. Uh, but the, the funny little story is that supposedly Australians are the most brave or game to try it. Really? And they compare it to sort of the intens- intensity of Vegemite. Right. Everyone that is an Australian hates Vegemite and thinks mm. it tastes like ass. Yeah. 
which I can tell you it doesn't. <laughs> but they think the fish is just as potent a flavour okay. for Iceland. So it's their version of Vegemite in yep. a way. Yep. So that's why... Wow, that's really neat. Yeah, I don't know if it's scary, but it's. Uh, I'd say that's the best story I've got. For yeah, no, I like it. No, absolutely. <laughs> and this was even just a random question too, because you know we were sort of. It's bizarre the kinds of things when you're faced with. Uh, yeah, we, and the episode kind of went through. If you're faced with absolute wit's end, like mm. end of your tether, starvation, and that's the only option. Uh, I mean, we're Australians, so we'd probably give it a crack. Yeah. <laughs> Does us sheiks taste like Vegemite? Maybe they do. Maybe some of this, <laughs> this, this ground fish or whatever, yeah. <laughs> this ammonia fish. Um, it took me a bit because I was thinking about it mm-hmm. and I'm very, <laughs> for those of you out there who do know me, um, I have food paranoia. So I have, I've struggled with like stomach stuff since I was a little kid. It's all linked to like, you know, brain gut emotional connection blah 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 but it's like my number one fear is shitting myself okay (laughs) and i will do an episode on that so my entire life revolves around not ever being in a position where i'm going to shit myself so (laughs) it's a real it's a totally normal fear it's fine i I hope it is i'm sure i'll find some information about it something i go out to do (laughs) on a friday love to go shit the ducks oh god i'd love that um so i am really like, yeah, my, my family, are just, they know if I say, when was that? Like, when have you defrosted that food? They'll be like, we've just taken it out of the freezer right now. I'm like, when did it go in the freezer? Mm. How long has it been in there? Has it been near any other meat or stuff? Like I'm a pain in the ass yeah. and I just won't really go near anything. That's a little bit iffy. iffy. Um, I just, I really, I don't even buy like fresh fruit and veg and stuff. And keep it, I'll buy it on the day. Because I'm like, if I leave it for one day, I'm like, oh, it could have gone bad. Mm. It definitely could have gone bad while it was in my fridge in the keeper. Perfectly fine. It could have gone bad. Um, so I'm pretty good around that stuff. But I will say, and it's kind of a classic, but the the texture of escargot, um, oh, okay. I was in in um, France. Mm. And, you know, you got to give it a crack. Like, Aussie, Aussies do. And fortunately, it had a fair bit of, um, you know, sort of garlic and butter. Yeah. Uh, so it was, you know, not a not a kind of bland snail. Uh, but it was just the, it's the texture. Like, to bite yeah. down, and I was like, nah, it's just kind of like snot. It's like, not... it's, yeah, it makes me feel so ill. But I think I want to be more adventurous. Maybe yeah. I should just... Who knows? Maybe I should just pull the trigger and shit my pants and just be like, that wasn't that bad. And then I won't have the fear anymore. Is that how you get over a fear? I'm looking forward to us having an episode on that topic because I've got a story or two to tell. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. um, I think it's interesting that, that a fear about that leads to something quite removed like food and fresh food and cooking and, and what this what the impacts of that can then have on your life, like not trying certain things or yep. not going certain places where, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting link yeah. between it. But maybe you just need to find a, a chef or something that you trust implicitly yeah. with how they cook and their food preparation that's at the same that. level. So then you can share that exploration together with someone. That's a good idea. Mm. Mm. Any chefs out there, if you're single or poly or whatever, I don't mind. Just get involved. I'm here for you. Um, uh, cook for me. Cook for me. I will. What will I do in return? I don't know. 
I'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be on your on your case constantly. Yeah. Um, excellent. So yeah, look, it's not that again, not particularly exciting, but um, you know a little bit more about me, and yes. you know about Dom traveling in Iceland, which is cool. Um, my great friend uh, Melissa just got back from Iceland not too long ago. And uh, she said, yeah, reindeer is very common, you know, mm-hmm. very common cuisine. She said that that was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, a lot around the sort of seafood and yeah. the, the, the pickling of things. And, uh, yeah, also there's a, some doco that Zac Efron's on and he goes around the world, um, you know, making bread, using yeah, the volcanic, that. you know, dip, burying it and that cooks it, you know. That sort of stuff is fascinating. Mm. Uh, that I think, like, bread and stuff I would do, I think it's more around – Particularly seafood. I've got a thing about seafood. It's just, I don't know, not for me. Um, yeah. So, fair, fair mm, point. Interesting. Amazing. All right. So that was, you know, uh, one of the questions or the comments or conversation starters from Cannibal Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have any other ones, Dom? What did yeah. you have next? I've got a couple more to go. Cool. I've got Anatoly Moskvin from our Russian Dolls episode. Excellent. Episode three. I would highly recommend listening to that one. It's actually one that hasn't been listened to by a lot of people. I think it was missed. Maybe it was just... Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. a bad, bad time. Bad timing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, go have a listen to it. It's a really interesting case. And uh, I know when we recorded it, I presented it in quite a respectful way. Kate and I have been very careful about making sure that we leave judgment at the door uh, as much as we can. Mm. But also presenting it in a pretty unbiased way so you get the full picture. And Anatoly Moskvin obviously has a history of schizophrenia and that wasn't diagnosed until a lot later. So we wanted to be careful. Anyway, by the end of that episode, I think we were not... We didn't justify his actions, but no. we, we came at it from a pretty sympathetic angle that he clearly was trying to be caring or in his mind this was a respectful thing to do. Yeah. Interestingly enough, he has been reported on in the past couple of years, even by Australian television, and uh, they interviewed him. And I read this interview and I just went, no, you're a shitbag too, Anatoly. Okay. You ruined it for me. <gasps> Ooh, okay. So a flip of opinion. Ah, Wow-wee. yeah. Wowee. So, so well, I mean, sorry, just really quickly. Yeah. Essentially, Anatoly would uh, dig up kids and turn them into lifelike dolls, paint their faces and, you know, yes. um... What's that word? Embalm. Yeah. Yeah. Embalm them. That's um, right. But go and listen to the episode. I don't want to wreck it for you. Go and listen to the episode. But why is he... What hap- what's happened in the interview? Yeah. It's really, really interesting. So he... We left the episode where he was obviously under state care. Mm. Um, he obviously broke some laws, but he no murdering or anything like that. But because of his mental health, he was under state care Mm. and some doctors have been vying for him to be released uh, and some not. So it keeps chopping and changing. It's kind of like Cameron Hooker. There's always these updates that are happening. Anyway, one of the most recent ones they interviewed him and I just got a very different picture of who Anatoly, good old buddy Anatoly is. So I'll just read out some of the things that he said. Yeah. Um, So first of all, and I don't like certain news outlets, the way that they paint people, you obviously, they have an agenda. So mm-hmm. the language here is not language I would normally use, but I'm reading it. Uh, the grave robber mm-hmm. has refused to apologize to his victim's parents as he attended a custody hearing amid his efforts to be released from psychiatric hospital to care for his elderly mother and live with a new girlfriend. 
So he's got a girlfriend then. Oh, cream. Remember, he never had sex and never, never had, had a girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. But he's been he's trying to get released so he can take care of his elderly mother. Does he have is it one of those girlfriends that's like those like mm. prison bunny girls or whatever that write to the prisoners and that's it, my can we do it actually can we do an episode on that? Because yeah. I actually want to understand why a man or woman would do that. Mm. Like reach out. There's yeah. Yep. I know there has to be things behind oh, it. Oh yeah. Alright, we'll Let's put we'll put a pin that. in that. Yeah. So he said things like this these girls are girls. There are no parents in my view. I don't know any of them. Besides, they buried their daughters, and this is where I believe their rights over them completely finished. So no, I will not apologize. Anatoly. Mm. I don't think that's right, Dal. I don't think you can just go and dig up someone's kid and say, no, you buried them so they're not yours anymore. Mm. No. Interestingly enough, something that I missed in my research uh, is that he didn't just do... Like, we knew he was a professor and he was doing all this work on... Cat, cat, um, like, I don't know what the word is. Like, cataloging, sorry. Yeah. Um, all these uh, cemeteries around the area in Russia where he was. But he was also trying to be an English teacher. Um, that It was an initiative that uh, Vladimir was Putin had put in where he wanted to get English taught in schools over there. So he had applied to be an English teaching student for children, young children. Um, and he also worked as a translator for their military uh, back in the day. Okay. All right. So latest update, though, is uh, one medical commission has already recomm uh, recommended releasing Mosfin, asserting his schizophrenia has been treated, but this has now been overturned in court. And a judge last week, so this was uh, a year ago, a judge last week renewed his detention in a psychiatric hospital for another six months. Jeez. So it's sort of, there's no long-term plans here. These are very short. Um, now, Mosfin... Whenever he's interviewed, he says, I just, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Right. I'm done. This is, I'm over with this. And remember, he got detained in 2011. So he's been in this for like 10 years now. Um, but he's still, when he's in these courts and he's obviously asked questions and some of the parents do go, um, he speaks about it like he says, you abandoned your girls in the cold and I brought them home and I warmed them up. Right, so it's less of like a, duh, 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 I'm taking care of these. It's like, you didn't take care of your own kids, so I'm going to dig them up and take care of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's coming at a bit of a different angle. I'm not, I'm not into that. I'm not into that. Mm. Now, one of, they say murder victim, and I'm like, well, they weren't murder. Like, he didn't murder these people. And that's why I'm, I'm not a fan of when media does this. Because mm. you're painting an inaccurate picture here. Yeah. But... Uh, and you get all the boomers that read the Herald Sun and stuff. And they go, oh, did you hear about this this murderer? And yeah. you're like, what do you mean, Dal? And yeah, they go, I read it in the Herald Sun. As soon as anybody says that to me, I'm like, please look at alternate news sources. Exactly. In addition, like get just get a scope. Get a scope. Do yourself a favour. Yeah. So they refer to him as that. It's not him. But uh, the mother of one of the uh, children that he dug up, uh, Olga... Chadmova. Chadimova. <laughs> Chadimova. I love that. It's actually spelt like Chadimova. Is it really? Yeah. Perfect. Anyway, well, it's clearly not how it is pronounced, <laughs> but uh, we're going to call her Chadi. Chadi. 
Bit of chatty. So her mother, who's 46, um, she used to visit the, the graveside of her daughter and she didn't realise that she'd been, that her daughter had been dug up. Yep. But she's been going to these uh, court hearings um, and she obviously opposes the release of Anatoly. Mm-hmm. She describes him as this creature who brought fear, terror and panic into my life with his grotesque abuse of these poor dead children. She wants him to be permanently locked up. I would be so happy to know he'll spend the rest of his life in hospital. He is a sick person. From one side, it's not good to be happy about this, but I will give it but I will give me the chance to put a gravestone on the plot of my daughter. She was buried unnamed to prevent him finding her grave again if he is ever released. That's some strong words. Mm. And that does change your opinion a little bit. But I think that's the other thing. We're not afraid to change our opinions based on our facts. We do always claim that we will give you, you know, survival tips Mm -hmm. if you're in these terrible places. But we're not afraid to change our opinions if we're given alternate facts. Um, There's always two sides to every story. Yeah. And you can absolutely change your opinion. So, bit of a shame Mm. about that. But just, I thought it was an interesting update because... It's like Cameron Hooker. There's these things that are they're still alive. Stuff's happening. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share an update on where we're at with that. So perfect. Thank you. Do you have one last one for me? I do have one last one for you. It's just a quick one. It's around one of the episodes that I got a fair bit of feedback on, um, which I I'm gonna say it was positive. Um, it was <laughs> <laughs> some of it might not have been, but I'm not gonna tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, was space. So a lot of people enjoyed the space episode and I think part of the the feedback around that was, yeah, there was sort of a 50-50 split and that was like when I asked you, Dom, do you like explode in space? And you were like, no, you don't. And I was like, no, you you do. You do. (laughs) Haven't you seen the movies? Um, But then when I was, yeah, proven that, proven wrong, you don't, don't actually explode in space. But I loved that because Mm. I really, I really genuinely learned a lot doing that episode. And I think that might've been one of the, the um, things and that sort of frequent feedback for us is when people are learning stuff. Mm. So when we do take a slightly different angle on a story or something like that, um, there is a film that's been released. It's called Don't Look Up and it's on Netflix. It's an Adam McKay film. Mm -hmm. Uh, I started watching it yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to finish it. Um, I fell asleep in a Christmas food coma. Mm. Uh, But I will continue to watch that. Apparently it's very good, but can be a bit depressing. Uh, But I want to have a look at that. And yeah, have a look a little bit more into some of the space stuff because mm. uh, I really enjoy learning. So if there's things again that we kind of talk about that you feel like you want more info on, we'll do. We'll happily do the research. Yeah. We'll get the stuff done. Um, but yeah, space was a lot of fun for us to do, uh, and I will likely do a space part two, and also a weather part two. Mm-hmm. Um, my sort of stories are just. A rabbit warren of <laughs> research. Knows. Who knows? It's really just a journey. Um, but yes, yeah, space. I appreciate everybody who listened to that one and who did give some feedback on that. Um, that was, yeah, I think one of my favorite ones to do. If we're doing like a little reflection, yeah. I think that was, yeah. Look, I love space and aliens and stuff is where my fears come into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
something that doesn't need to go down the aliens route because I'm happy to do that myself mm. um, if it's not of interest to you, Kate. But black holes. Mm. I find bl- the idea of black holes actually pretty damn terrifying. So yeah. that would just be a maybe I a think topic. Absolutely. And one of the other things that I was looking at was the concept of, and it ties into another one of my fears, which is, you know, the X-Men movie, how um, the brain guy in the wheelchair <laughs> professor x <laughs> brain guy in the chair okay we've definitely hit a low now love it i couldn't think of it um professor x yeah. is he's going into <laughs> he's going into this area where it's this big <laughs> oh shit i've really started this story off on an absolute high the crux of it is he wheels out onto this little um, ramp and then it's just infinite nothingness yeah. below him, right? So, again, around our fears of just not being able to comprehend the size space, of things yeah. in space and that's when the ocean's going to come into it. I know you're mm-hmm. going to do an episode on the, the ocean because that, yeah, petrifies me as well. But I think, you know, when you look at the scale of the sun mm. versus Earth or something, I want to look into more about what it is about humans not being able to comprehend the size of something or which which scares us a bit which is part of that kind of yeah i think that's a good one Mm. and even around like i can't comprehend when i'm in a plane so i'm afraid of heights but i'm afraid of heights from probably like 10 floors up Mm. so if i'm in a hotel or you know office building or something from 10 floors up i get a bit woozy in the in the elevator yeah put me in an airplane i've got no qualms being in an airplane whatsoever i will stare out the window like i'll have my head pressed against the glass but i think it's because i don't i can't comprehend how far from the ground we are so it may it means nothing to me i can't you know measure that yeah so no bother um but yeah i think that's one of the ones i want to do for for space part two will definitely be around that scale and how we can't comprehend it Mm -hmm. um which interests me yeah should we do a little bit more of a preview of what we're going to talk about in some of our epis or have you got another one before we before we do that i've got a little game for us kate oh my god i love it because as anyone that's been listening to our episodes knows we have a serious gift at pronunciation we do And one of the last sort of updates I wanted to give was on water. And this is a great segue because we are going to do a a bit of a a, 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 like summary of what we're going to be doing next year, what we hope to achieve next year. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the topics that will definitely be coming up is water, which Mm -hmm. you've mentioned. So I thought I would just give people a little bit of a uh, sort of scientific education session Class, my God, we really are we, on holiday. We are absolutely firing on all cylinders today. <laughs> but we're going to go down the phobias because, Kate, you are a little ed- educator and give us uh, phobia updates for each episode. I so do. I I'm do. just going to explain what the fear of water, where it comes from, what it is, and then I've got a few different phobias that we're going to try and pronounce <laughs> to see how bad. Yes. I love this. This is perfect. <laughs> All right, so just quickly, the whole fear of water um, that I, I harp on a lot about, it's called thalassophobia. Mm-hmm. So most people have a healthy fear of the ocean. After all, the ocean is pretty deep, dark, and largely unknown. It takes a rare person to feel comfortable jumping off a boat several miles offshore. Uh, but people with thalassophobia have a very intense and irrational fear of any deep body of water. Even seeing a photo of the ocean may trigger a panic attack. This is me. 
I don't share that much with people mm -hmm. and I can mask it pretty well. But if you send me pho photos of that sort of stuff internally, I'm screaming. You're not comfortable. Yeah. Okay. So that's a bit about what that's thalassophobia is, but there's other phobias. <laughs> and we're going to have a crack at saying them. Yay. There's only six of them. So I love it. Uh, do you want to go for the first one, Kate? Oh, yeah, that one's... A, yeah, that's pretty easy. I like that. All right. Aquaphobia. That's yeah. a fear of water. Not so to just... be confused with Aquafina, who yeah. is a comedian and superstar. And we love her. <laughs> Please do. be our next guest. Oh, I love her so much. She's hilarious. Um, so, Aquaphobia. Aquaphobia. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Aquaphobia. Yeah. All right. So, fear of water. So, is that more of like a general fear of water, as in water running out of a tap or yeah. something like that, we think? Okay. Anything, any sort of water. Mm-hmm. Then there's <laughs> bathophobia or mm. bathophobia, which I'd never heard of it. And I may be saying it wrong, but it is spelt like bath, mm. ophobia, uh, and it's a fear of depths, which I think is a lot more connected to my fear. It's anything deep, mm. um, which is also why heights are not always my friend either. But that's bathophobia. I'm just looking, I should have looked ahead everyone because now this is like an absolute joke. All right. This is the longest one by far. All right. Okay. Megalo, but do you do the white? That's hard. Okay. Megalohydroth. No, see, okay. this is okay. You go, you try, <laughs> you right. try. Because obviously it's got thas, th thalassophobia. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even do that one. I think I'm stroking out. Okay. Um, I think it's megalohydrothalassophobia. Oh. Thalassophobia. <laughs> mm. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Megalohyd. That makes more sense. Let's break it down. Okay, I've got to scaffold my own education here. Megalo megalohydro. Thalassophobia. Yeah. Megalohydrothalassophobia. Okay. Well Perfect. <laughs> we did it. All right. So and what is that one? That's the fear of large underwater creatures or objects. Makes sense. With the mega. Megalo. Yeah. Megalodon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All, all that sort of stuff. So I think that, it, that that's the bit that if you let your fear run away with you. Oh, yeah. You're afraid of deep water. What's in the deep water... Totally. How many times were we at like Parkdale Beach as kids mm. and then you'd be out in the water you're like, oh, I've just absolutely got myself jazzed up that there's a ginormous shark underneath me. Better yeah. get back to the, 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 and back I to think the bank. That, yeah. I think that's an Aussie thing as well. This came out last night at, uh, at our Christmas party. If something touches your foot when you're in the water, in Australia, it quite literally could be something that kills you, mm -hmm. whether it's a crocodile, whether it is a jellyfish, a shark, like there's things that will kill you, or, mm. you know, and we just as kids are brought up to, if anything touches you in the water, go, you, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Say your prayers. Run. Yeah. Kate might actually shit herself. Oh, I might. Mm. Oh my God. Actually, I do have a story of being at the beach once and nearly shitting myself. <laughs> we'll save that. What a we'll delight. that one. Yeah. Hi, hi to any of my students that are listening. Oh, God. I just realised. Oh, okay. Um, What's the next one on our phobia pronunciation list? I think it's cymophobia, which is a fear of waves. Mm -hmm. uh, the okay. next one for you. So not so much. Maybe that's like more specific mm. rather than the water, it's the waves. Okay. Uh, 
Nyctophobia yeah. or Nyctophobia? It's N Y C T O phobia. Oh yeah, of course. Fear of the dark and antiophobia, which is fear of floods. Antlophobia. Antlophobia. Okay. Anyway, there you go. We've learned a little bit about Kate Nye's level of. Skill when yeah. it comes to pronunciation, but it well, was a fun it. little game. I like that. That's very good because all the phobias are usually just it's. <laughs> I think it's basically like, why don't we just do a word that kind of sounds like what the fear is, and then just add phobia to the end of it. Yeah. So, um, I like that. We might have to make up our own, like yeah, shittisophobia. I wonder if it is a phobia. Surely, of shitting, shitting yourself. Surely, oh. I'll let you know, everyone. Yeah. I'll let you know when we do that Stay episode. Tuned. Yeah, that'll have to be like a restricted episode, so I don't. Ah, no, my kids all know I'm crazy. Um, the floods one as well. That you know, the fear of floods. That will be. I want to do yeah, we're, um, weather part two as well, where I want to have a look at some of the other types yeah. of extreme weathers. Uh, and then I was yeah, I was my um my sister <laughs> I talk about all the time. Uh, but she's one of our main listeners. But mm-hmm. she was telling me a story, which I've got to do a bit of research on, but it was it was fascinating. It was about a woman who survived some pretty horrendous events, but just it was the premise is wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. And I would love to do a, an episode about wrong place, wrong time. Um, we might even do a little, you know, series on that where you and I can yeah. both do one because I'm sure we've got lots of little stories. Uh, but I love that. That's Very sliding one. doors and whatnot. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, well, shall we wrap up and give people a bit of a taste of what we're doing? Sounds fantastic. Next year? Yeah. Um, something that I'm working on for Shitting Bricks is our Patreon account. Kate and I would love to uh, slowly improve our editing and our equipment and um, even possibly do a live show to raise some funds for that. We, we're going to set up a Patreon account. Great. And there might be some extra little nuggets of episodes or information that we will share. So look out for that early next year when we go live. We will put all the links to everything everywhere. Don't you worry. And if you have any spare change, even a coffee, have one less coffee for the month and put it into our Patreon we would be ever so grateful. Absolutely. And we're certainly, Domino, having this conversation that we are doing this very much as a hobby and it's not about making money mm. to, to live off. Uh, it is about us, yeah, learning new skills and maybe improving getting another microphone or something like that. So that would be amazing um, because we are really enjoying ourselves. Mm. So I picture us doing this for a little while. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, whatever the iteration of our podcast looks like, I think it will be something we do for a while, Yeah, which is great. How exciting. Yeah. And we'll obviously have many episodes that are coming up. We do have one that's already scheduled, which was uh, a fave of mine. I enjoyed mm. reading about because I found a, I do explain in the episode, but I found a fantastic article that just bolstered the whole thing. But I talk about clowns, uh, which is great. So that is scheduled at the moment to come out on, I think it's the 7th of Jan. Yeah. Does that sound right? Um, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, from me, have a great New Year's, everyone. Please be safe. Please make sure if you're in Melbourne that you're being COVID safe because, you know, want to look after ourselves and everyone else. Um, get the vax if that's your thing. But thank you very much for listening to to us. It's been a really cool year. Um, yeah. I mean, First creatively. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's been fucked. Yeah. <laughs> creatively. <laughs> it's been fun.
first 10 episodes it's quite an achievement we're so proud and so grateful for everyone that's helped us and given us feedback so here's to the next 10 or more absolutely we can't wait all right well we'll talk to you guys soon bye bye fuck off 2021 that's a wrap big shout out to everyone for tuning in to shit and bricks don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. Plus, you can find extra little nuggets on our socials. Next week, we'll be back talking more shit, so do not forget to tune in. And remember to wipe, flush, and wash your hands. Goodbye. Goodbye.